Hey girls, welcome to Braveheart Talks. My name is Cynthia and I hope wherever you're listening to this from, whether you're out on a run or you're heading to work or you're just on the sofa having a cup of tea, that today's episode blesses you. And I am joined by our wonderful Emma Bryant today. Hi, Emma. Hey, Cynthia. Can't wait to get going with some great conversation today. I know. I feel like we always have really good conversation and there's always great insight (laughs) from you. So I am hungry and ready for sure. But first of all, we've had a bit of a summer break. We have. So how's your summer been? Summer has been awesome. Yes. I must say that we've had lousy weather throughout August here, right? Very British. Like we've had a dull <laughs> August, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we were fortunate enough during the month of July, we got away and okay. we just had some downtime and some yeah. family time. And, you know, we've got some incredible uh, leaders and teachers in church yes. who've stepped in and just allowed us to be able to breathe yeah. a little bit from from the platform and so yeah super appreciative and we're ready to go again good I think it's so important to have that summer break isn't it come back refreshed renewed do you feel like you fully recovered from Braveheart conference even though I can't believe it was like four months ago do you know I am learning let's just say (laughs) learning um I think we breathed for about two or three weeks and then there was this it's coming round again yeah. <laughs> and so now where are we now we're we're in September now yeah. and we are yeah full steam ahead mm-hmm. in preparing all things for Braveheart in fact I was just saying I woke up at two o'clock this morning with my mind racing over Braveheart and ideas and new initiatives and and then got up this morning feeling shattered knowing that we were coming <laughs> full on in to do this conversation today but there you go a creative mind it doesn't yep. stick to nine to five hours yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah Braveheart is um yeah, we're racing. The last one was great, but we're all focused now for yeah. what is to come. Yeah, and the countdown is on again. 24, it's going to be incredible. Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe it's 2024. I'm super, no. super excited. So obviously at the same time as doing Braveheart, planning Braveheart, doing all the amazing things that you're doing, you're actually doing another project on the side as well, which was a daily dose of Brave. So tell yeah. us about that. Yeah. You know, a daily dose of Brave, it's really um, something that has been sort of sat on the inside of me I'd probably say for a couple of years if I'm honest I think I've procrastinated over this one so probably not the only one lesson learned Emma um but it but it has been something I love writing that's I'm quite passionate about writing uh but a book was never on my agenda but but sort of to put tool a tool in somebody's hand Mm. that I think that have been lessons that have hurt that have helped me. Yeah, they've helped good. me to understand the way that God speaks to me. Mm. And they've certainly helped me battle against some of my greatest fears. Okay. And so the purpose of a daily dose of brave was really just to get that into other women's hands and say, hey, look, this is what help has helped mm. me. I hope it helps you too. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a process. And then, of course, we hit a few hurdles towards the end mm-hmm. when we when we really were ready to get it into your hands. We hit a few major blips, which caused us a great setback. Mm. But um, I'm not going to allow it to put me off yeah. from yeah. writing. Yeah, yeah. No, so. it's such a blessing to have. Um, and I 
I love a physical devotion. You know what I mean? I love Bible yes. apps and stuff like that. But having a physical oh. devotion, I feel like you can take that time. You can leave your phone somewhere, get your Bible and your devotion and just sit there and spend time with God. So, so true. It's so nice to have a physical yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and girls, if you haven't got yours yet, make sure you will get yours if you booked your ticket to the conference. But you are going to be so blessed by this devotional. But in this podcast today, we're going to talk through some of the things to give people a bit of an insight um, of the devotional and what's in it. And so um, the devotional is split into three parts. So it's split into um, how to be brave, how to speak brave, and how to remain brave, which I think is so important. That's right. Yeah. Um, And so looking at what brave really means. So I was looking at the dictionary and it says that being brave is having or showing mental or moral strength in the face of danger, fear or difficulty, or having showing courage, um, a brave soldier or a brave smile. So that's kind of my understanding as well. Yeah. But for you, what is your understanding of being brave and what does it look like? Okay. Great question Mm. to start with, because I think um, particularly for a lot of us who are Christians and who are followers of Christ, we sing about brave Mm -hmm. and we can talk about brave and we'll (laughs) say, you know, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord (laughs) until something hits my world, until I'm faced with a crisis Mm. or a dilemma or the wheel falls off. And then all of a sudden we just go into flat panic like everybody else Mm. would. And I think it's really important that we are real. If we're not real with ourselves, we can never be real with God. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it is we're doing life in this world and life has a way of throwing curveballs at you. The unexpected is always going to happen. If you live long enough, you will soon discover that life has a way of ebbing and flowing. It has highs and it lows and it it rises and it falls. Mm. There's good times and there's bad times. And it's not always that you're being attacked by the enemy. It's just life doing what life does sometimes, (laughs) you know, and we're part of that. But I think what happens is bravery for me is learning to be a stable person during the course of your lifetime Mm. and there are going to be waves that you're going to have to navigate and ride yeah but it's about not allowing the emotion of fear to completely take you down or hold you bound when you're faced with the adversity that Mm. you're facing so for me it was anchoring myself in the world of God Mm. and learning to find peace and become stable during the highs and the lows of life. That's so good. And I love some of the words that you said there about being stable, being anchored. And it's so important because I think also as Christians, we can think once we're Christian, once we know God, and once we have a relationship with God, life is going to be a straight line. But as you said, life, life, regardless if you're Christian or not kind of thing. And just being that stable position, having that kind of anchor throughout all of those waves is so, so important. Um, And I don't think you always think about it in that way, but that's really good. Um, So for yourself, you know, in the devotion, or you shared, you know, a few experiences you had when you felt fear and stuff. So what do you do when you feel fear or when you have the what ifs moment that kind of rock you a bit? What do you do? Yes. So at the very beginning of the devotional, I share how I feel like fear is a monster that's tracked me down for Mm, most of my life. But if I'm super honest, I don't think I'm much different to many other women. I just think it's what we don't talk about Mm, because we live in a world where we have to present like we have it all together. We have to present like, you know, um, 
we have to present in reality like the Instagram portrays. Mm. Like, you know, I, I've got it together and the smile on the outside is what you are to believe. Yeah. But actually, I think we all have, and fear looks different mm. for all of us. That's and good, so yeah. for me, it's been something that I felt has tracked me all of my life. And I think, you know, I'm coming into a, an age of stage and a season of my life. And sometimes I look back and think, I wish I'd found that in my teens and in mm. my 20s. But I think all of life teaches you yeah. the good and the bad and yeah. the mistakes that you make. But but what, what it did for me was it took my identity completely away. Wow. So I became whatever the illusion it fed in my mind. Mm. I became that insecure, very quiet. Can you believe that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, where was that? You laughed a bit loud then. <laughs> that um, insecure, yeah. quiet um, girl who mm. who really didn't want to have a voice or have an opinion wow. or be bold or courageous because I was too busy feeling and being afraid. And mm. so, so fear for me, it robbed my identity. So I spent many years struggling and okay. many years just... Um, Waking up of a morning and thinking what emotion, I would lie there in bed and, and feel what emotion came first. Wow. And if it was one of like, you know, it could be anything. I've got an exam, I've got a mm. relational issue, I've got a health thing going yeah. on, anything like that. And then I would let that be the main thought of my day mm -hmm. and it would bind me and wow. it would hold me. Mm. So I have learned through the word of God to, to, fight mm. for my life which is yes. what I do now which is what I talk about in the book and so I know good. it's something that we'll talk about as we move on but yeah I've learned to use the word of God as a powerful weapon to fight for the life that I believe is mine and stand mm. against the fear that presents to me I love that I love what you've just spoken about and um you know talking about how life just for you like how you've experienced fear and you know from knowing you, Emma, I love how real you guys are on stage. You'll never be like, we've got it all together. Everything's perfect. And I think a lot of women can relate to that and relate yeah. to actually, yeah, I've had that experience where I've woken up and I felt like this and it's consumed my whole day. And that is, you know, letting emotions take over you. Um, and it's, it's just so good to hear that, you know, that you've learned to fight for your life. And it's so important. I think not a lot of women know that they can do that yeah. and that's possible. Um, and so it's so good to hear that from you and that you've been able to kind of discover how to do that. It's so good. Um, so one of the, the titles in your devotional, One of the Days, it talks about having uh, work your wonky. So talk to us a little bit more about that. I love that you've got a few of these like alliterations in there. I think it just makes it amazing. Oh, Work your wonky. What's yeah. that about? Do you know that that um, that title first came to me during lockdown? Okay. And it was at a time when, you know, we couldn't socialize mm. and we couldn't do anything, but we were all allowed one walk a day yes. or one exercise a yeah, day yeah. to get out of your house and go. And so I was doing a little bit of running at the time, but... At, it was, it was funny to me because on that run, I would see people mm -hmm. 
out exercising who I think if the world had been in an ordinary place, it, they would not have been yeah, out exercising. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw every shape and size in Lycra that you could possibly see. Wow. I saw things that you shouldn't be allowed to see. <laughs> but the world just went like, I'm going to exercise. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. everybody who wouldn't ordinarily push themselves outside of their mm. boundary was out. And I began to, as I was, and I'm no pro at, at running, but but as I was out on my run, mm. I began to internally applaud, you oh. know, the different shapes and sizes. Yeah. And, and trust me, a lot of them weren't a run. They were more of a waddle or a struggle. <laughs> that would be me. But I was like, but you're off the couch and you're yeah, having a go, so good. go you. And then mm. I began to think about... Um, the wonky fruit and veg that appeared on the yes. supermarket shelves yeah. several years ago and they do not look appealing mm -hmm. at all but mm -hmm. I began to buy them because they were cheaper in yeah. price and I talk about this in the book and how I got home and I would wash them scrub them chop them peel them do all of that before the family could look at them and I'd go like, Ugh, <laughs> not eating <laughs> yeah. that looks horrible yeah, yeah but I did a little bit of research and what I discovered was that in, I think it was 2014, that there was, um, there was some just like market research done. And what they discovered, they discovered that um, the wonky fruit and veg, up to uh, up to 40% of it was pure. It was just wasted. It oh, was wow. put in the, it was put in the bin. Mm. And it, that just, that is just wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so basically it was put in the bin because it didn't look right in its appearance. Mm. You know, when you see those carrots and you see them on Instagram or TikTok yeah, and yeah. they look like the two people hugging each other oh, or the misshaped yeah. potato or the strawberry that looks more, you know, um, like a wrecking ball than a heart. Mm. And, and so, so they were dismissing all of those fruits because of appearance. But actually, what I discovered in my research was that a lot of fruit, to be aesthetically pleasing to the mm. eye, has been modified in some way. Wow. It's been interfered with. We inject the fruit. We spray the food, mm. fruit. We do all sorts to get the carrot looking bright orange and perfectly mm. formed in shape. But actually, to do that, to make it look right to the eye, it's killing off the natural ingredients that yeah. are good for us. And what they, the results found was actually it's the misshaped wonky fruit that have more of the goodness and more of the um, nutrients in them for our body than the misshaped fruit. Wow. So all of that got me thinking mm. about us as people. Yeah. And actually the article said that we judge our food in the same way that we judge people, that we judge people according to the eye. Mm. And we think if you've got the perfect teeth and you've got the perfect smile, yeah. a bit like yourself, Cynthia, <laughs> if you've got the perfect teeth and you've got the perfect smile and you've got the glowing skin mm. and you've got the right body shape, then you must be smart. You must be intelligent. You must be important. You True. must be a cool nice. person to hang around. Mm. And actually we do that aesthetically and, and and anybody that doesn't look quite like the magazines tell us people should look, yeah. we can very easily mentally dismiss. Mm. And I just began a journey throughout the Bible of where people have gone for aesthetics like when the nation of Israel wanted a king, they took Saul because it says he was tall, in, he was tall, he was handsome, mm. he was strong, he was a, he looked like a king should look. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Yet when you contrast that to 
a couple of years later when David was anointed to be king, he was forgotten about, right? <laughs> yeah. The brothers were all lined up and all the good looking ones were in place and David wasn't even invited to the party. He was left in the field. Mm. It says of David that he was young, he had a ruddy complexion. Some Bible scholars suggest he might have had reddish hair. He was um, he was the runt of the litter. He was unimportant and left in, in the field. And yet he was the one that God's hand was on. Yeah. And I think it's just the whole journey of, right? If you're not happy with yourself mm. for whatever reason, maybe you didn't have a great education. Mm. Maybe it's your body shape. Maybe it's because of rejection that's been put on you or yeah. abuse that's happened to you can make you feel less than in the eyes of everyone else. I want you to know that God can put something of such importance yeah. and such value yeah. upon your life. That is what makes you a beautiful person, not the exterior, mm. not what's going on on the outside, but learning the values and the quality that God has put in you. You are as good as anybody else. Why? Because you were made in his image mm. and you are made uniquely to be yourself. Wow, I love that. So encouraging. <laughs> that made me feel, I was like, yes, I can take yes. over the world. I'm going to work my wonky. You heard it here, girls. Work yes. your wonky. But I love that. That's so good. And such an insight, definitely with to do with like the wonky fruits and um, to know that they've got more nutrients than the ones that you think look perfect. And, you know, we're all like that. We see someone, we think, oh my gosh, her hair looks amazing. Yes. She's definitely got it all together. Not me with my yeah. hair, like misshaped <laughs> and stuff. But as you said, God knows what he's put inside you. And there's something great inside. Yeah. It's not about the external. It's about the internal. And I know you talk about that a little bit later in devotion. And we'll talk about that, um, about the inside beauty. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's so important. So thank you for sharing that. So encouraging. Um, so one of the other sections, um, so we started with how to be brave. And then now we go on to how to speak brave. So why are the words you speak so important to being brave? Yeah. So often, so often what we do, we talk about what we see. Yeah. Or we talk about what has been. Very little do we speak of how it can be mm. and what it could be. Okay. And so we use our words to speak quite negatively. Yep. We look at our circumstances and somebody will say, hey, how are you? Mm. You will, you know, you will like, you asked me that question this morning and I started saying, oh, well, I've been awake in the night and I you know, <laughs> feel a bit rough this morning. And, and we do this all the time. It's natural what we do and we talk about how it could how we see the situation mm. so if you're going through something in your life then your conversation usually comes out as worry yeah. because the mouth speaks the overflow of the heart so whatever you're carrying on the inside regardless of how you're smiling on the outside <laughs> it's going to come out of your mouth yeah. in conversation because you're going through something mm. and so we need to change the way we speak because I believe that wherever the direction your words go, your life will follow. Yeah. And so we have to put our words into 
our future. And the best way to do that is through the word of God. Yeah. And you know what? It's no good as reading the word of God if we don't know how to work the word of God. Yes. And we work the word of God by our mouths. Mm. We don't read it like a story form. But what yeah. we have to understand is the Bible teaches us that his word is a weapon. Mm. It's, a, it's a sword. And it says that the sword is the only thing. And it, it uses this phrase, cuts between spirit cuts you know cuts between the spirit and the flesh mm. in in other words you know when you're going through what you're going through sometimes it's life happening to you mm. sometimes it may be that there is an attack from the enemy yeah. you know um upon your life it's only the word of god that's going to be able to discern that if you think about ephesians 6 talks about the full armor of god mm. putting on the the helmet of salvation yes, the breastplate of righteousness the, the shoes of peace everything that you put on is defensive yeah but you have one thing that is offensive so you have good. one thing that's an offensive weapon that you can fight that you mm. can run towards the enemy mm. and if you think about i love right here you go <laughs> i love right i'm a really ungirly girl when it comes to movies I love like at medieval dramas. Yes. I love like all Robin of Hood's those. And... Yeah, things like that. And um, um, The Last Kingdom with mm. Uhtred of Battenberg, I call it. <laughs> it's not Battenberg. But, but all of those. Um, and those medieval battles were mm. all done with swords and yes. they are brutal. Yeah. They used to wield those swords and they'd take off heads and limbs. Pretty gruesome, right? <laughs> but a sword in the hands of a swordsman mm. who knows how to use it, That's who so is skilled for the battle. Yeah. It's one of the most powerful things. And the word of God is exactly that. Mm. But if all you ever do is just sit and have your little five minutes, read the word, close the Bible and go away, it's a sword that is leaning up against the wall, ineffective and doing nothing. Wow. We're to learn the word of God. And do you know what? It's not about quantity. Mm. You don't need to learn, learn reads, reams of the Bible. But go and find a scripture that is relevant to your situation. Yeah. And then instead of reading it, start to declare it. Yes. Put your name in there. Mm. Psalm 91 is a great weapon against the enemy. That was my go-to psalm. Mm. In fact, when, when I went through my illness, my boys have had it tattooed on them. Wow. We're not the youngest yet. But, <laughs> but it was such an anchor for our family. Mm. And it talks about being hid in the shelter and the shadow of the most high God. Yeah. And I would stand in my bedroom and I would declare that, mm. you know, enemy, though you're coming after me, though you're trying to take this life from me, you need to know you can't find me because mm. I am hid under the shadow Amen. of my God. And if you want to take him on, go try. <laughs> but I am hiding under the shelter yes. and no foe can get past the presence of almighty mm. God. And that's, Psalm goes on and you can break it down into so many different sound bites. You know, it was one we used during COVID as mm. well. I used to claim it over my household. Though a thousand may fall at my side, though 10,000 at my right hand, this disease will not come near to me mm. or my household. Yes. And I would audibly speak it and I would declare it, but I would have in my mind, I am doing battle. Mm. I am wielding my sword. 
And the whole of that psalm ends by saying, with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. So when my physical life was under threat, I would stand and declare, hey, enemy, Mm. my God said that he would bless Emma Bryant with a long life, that he would satisfy me and he will show me Mm. his salvation. So we have to learn to speak in in the authority that we've been given through the word of God and use that word as a as a threat to the enemy, mm. keep him away yes. with the word of God. Yeah, yeah. So good. So encouraging. And so, um, and love that idea, just that image of having a sword, just laying it like there on the side and you're able to use it for whatever you're going through, whatever season you're in, that you've got a powerful weapon right there beside you and you're not using it. I just love that image. And also of declaring and using your voice. Yes. Um, and you know, you know, I read the word and stuff, but I've started getting into like declaring those words and speaking it out because it says in the word that there's power in the the tongue, the words that you speak. And so it's so important to declare that. Um, So thank you for that encouragement. And girls, if your sword is on the floor, pick it up. It is powerful. (laughs) Um, And as we've mentioned before, you know, talking about words and how important that is to being brave, the words that you speak. So there might be some women that are watching this right now, some girls watching this thinking, Emma, I've literally just got a whisper. I can't even like, you know, speak out loud. I can't even roar, which is something that we talk about in Braveheart. Um, What should they do? What can they do to kind of get their voice back, to get that whisper into a roar? Where do they start? Yeah. Great place to start is find a scripture that is relevant to the thing you're going through. Yeah. You know, in the same way that we have to apply medicine Mm -hmm. to whatever is broken in our body, but if you apply the wrong thing in the wrong way, it is ineffective. Yeah. So if you've got a headache, you can't stick a plaster on it because that's not going to help the headache. Yeah, you need to take true. a pill. You know, if you've got a gash in your knee, then, you know, putting eardrops in, <laughs> it's not going <laughs> to fix the gash in your knee. Just because yeah. it's medicine doesn't mean it's going to work for that specific area. So and you good. know, because we have Google at our fingertips, it's never been easier to find your way around the word of God. Yeah. All you have to do is Google in and say, um, give me scriptures on fear. Give me yeah. scriptures to help with anxiety. It's I have good. no peace. Give me scriptures mm. on peace. I'm I am struggling in my relationship. Give me scriptures on relationships. Yeah. Struggling with my mental health. Give me scriptures. And honestly, Google will go, here's 25 scriptures. Da, 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 da. Have a look through. Find one or two mm. that really stand out to you. This is just what I've personally done. Written them down on a post-it note, stuck them on my bedroom wall. And then I have a discipline. Like if you're on antibiotics, you've got to take them twice a day. And you've got to be, and it doesn't matter what you feel like, whether you feel like taking them or not, (laughs) or even if you feel better, you've still got to take that course. So discipline yourself. Every morning when I get up, every night before I go to bed, I'm taking my daily dose of brave and I'm going to speak out these scriptures. We've also... We've written so many scriptures in this book to help you also. And then make it a declaration of faith. So you start out by just audibly reading the words and you read them audibly because it increases your faith when you read audibly. Faith Mm. comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You need to hear you 
uh, you needs to hear your voice speaking the word yeah, of God. And so that you would look at the word of God and you would speak it out, you know, for God did not give me a spirit of fear, yep. but he gave me one of love and of peace and of a sound mind. Yep. And the first time you say it, you're just going to feel like you saying it. <laughs> the second time you say it, you're just going to feel like you saying it. Mm. The third time you say it, you're probably starting to feel a bit stupid by now. <laughs> Keep on going Good. until something in your spirit begins to yeah. change and when something in your spirit begins to change it stops being words on a piece of paper and it becomes a declaration for God did not give me a spirit yeah. of fear put your own name in there yeah. God did not give Cynthia a spirit of fear but he gave Cynthia a spirit of love and of peace and of a very sound mind and this I declare Amen. and and so it changes but you have to be persistent. Yeah, that's good. You know, the Bible says, having done all, stand. So you, your stand is, I'm going to keep on doing this and yeah. I'm going to keep on doing this because I know these are words of truth. Mm, yeah. So that's what that's what I would advise. Amen. That's so yeah. good. So, so good. Using your voice is so important and it definitely does make a difference. And I think, as you said, maybe when you start off, it might feel really like, oh, this is so weak and this is so, but if you continue doing it, and as you said, put in that discipline and continue, you will see that change. You'll see yourself believing the words more, speaking out, True. declaring it that you, you, you'll obviously you'll remember it by then that you don't even have to look at the piece of paper. You can just say it out. And I love that because I know that in seasons and times when I've been going through things, I remember that scripture that I used to speak out every single, it comes back to me. Right. And I'm like, yes, God, that's what you said. I'm going to declare that. So, you know, it's like planting that seed in your heart for that season yeah. and maybe other seasons to come. God will remind you of, remember when you were declaring yeah. that, that's still truth, that's still right now. Yeah. So that's so good. Um, so the third part of the segment in the devotional is how to remain brave. And that's important. You know, you have to be brave, speak brave, but remain brave as well. Yeah. Um, and one of the things we've kind of touched on a little bit before, which I want to speak on a bit more, is the beauty from within. That's one of the last sections in the devotional. So what does that look like? You know, what does the beauty within externally, what does it look like? Yeah, you know, it's it's a little bit like the wonky. It's it's what's going on on the inside mm. of you. You can have the most beautiful looking people. I've been around some of the most beautiful looking women, and they've been bitter. Mm. Gosh, I've in my past, I've worked with some gorgeous women, and they've been jealous. Yeah, and but what is within is what comes out. Mm -hmm. Again, it's the overflow of the heart coming out of your mouth I think it's really important to remain brave mm. I've seen so many people come to God in an hour of need I've seen many many girls who come at a time of desperation when their life is broken mm. the relationship has fallen apart um, they're in you know a financial crisis they've had a bad health report um struggling to have a child, struggling to raise a child. And we come to God with our asks and our wants and our needs. And, and, and what makes us fearful can look different on all of us. Mm. So what makes one fearful might be a health issue that somebody else would stride through yeah. and not really bat an eyelid yeah. about. But what might make somebody else fearful is the thought of having to raise my children alone mm. and somebody else would nail that hands down. Yeah. And so 
Fear is a shift shaper, um, a shape shifter. Sorry, shape said that the wrong way. <laughs> it's a shape shifter. So it looks different mm, on, on all of us. So true. And so what happens is people come to God in the hour of need. They get what they want because he's a good God. He's a faithful God. Mm, he's true to his word. Yeah. And then what happens is slowly they begin to slide back to wherever life found them before. Mm. So now I've got the child. Yeah. Now I've got the partner. Now I've got the healing. Now I've got the whatever that is in your life. And now I just allow normality to take over. Mm. Let me tell you, right, a blunt sword is no good in a fight. So when you're not fighting, you need to keep that sword sharp. Yeah. Because life has a habit of ebbing and flowing and toing and froing. Mm -hmm. And it comes and it goes and it's good and it's bad and it will come round again. Mm. So that is the time you've got to do all of your um, getting into the scripture. You don't want to be finding a word from God for your life when you are full on in the fight. You need to be equipped for the fight. Mm -hmm. So when life comes around again, I've read this, I know this, and it gives you a stability on the inside. And that's what it really means to remain brave. How do I just stay standing? Mm. You need to stay standing in and on the word of God when you don't see the answer to your prayer. Mm. Because... He's a God of faithfulness and a God of promise. And the answer is there and the answer is coming, but you have to trust his timing. Yes. But you rem- you need to remain faithful and standing on his word when you have got the answer and mm. you are living in the blessing. Good. We don't put it down and lay it to one side to gather dust, mm. but we remain in the word of God, onboarding ourselves with scripture that is going to help us and also Right. If I'm not fighting for something for my life, I'm going to get busy fighting for your life. Mm, I'm going to come alongside that. my sister yeah. and I'm going to put my sword to use for her battle. Yeah. Because that's what a sisterhood does. That's mm-hmm. what togetherness does. That's what an army does. They have each other's back. So there should be never be a time where we become complacent and we sit back, but we need to remain. And that remain means like, on guard Mm. all of the time prepared for what is to come yeah that's so good and that just gave me an image there of like soldiers when they're not at battle they're still training they're still sharpening their swords they're still fighting keeping themselves fit and healthy even when they're not in a battle so it is so important to keep in the word to keep your sword sharpened because as you said life ebbs and flows all the time um so thank you so much emma thank you so much i'm so excited to get into this devotional and i know girls that you are going to absolutely love this because just in like what 20 minutes there's been so many gems um that we've just got from um, from you so I know that the devotional is filled with so much wisdom it's going to encourage you girls and it's going to sharpen your sword for life's ebbs and flows so make sure that you get your devotional if you haven't got it yet and obviously we're super excited we've got Braveheart Breakfast coming up it's going to be amazing to gather again Um, and then obviously next year we have got the conference Um, it's time to take back it's going to be incredible if you were in this conference then 2024 can't even imagine it it's going to we've started creating already you've started thinking 
having ideas. So girls, make sure you have got your tickets. You do not want to miss out. If you missed out last year, don't miss out next year. So head over to our website or um, to our uh, Instagram where you can find the link to get your tickets because we want to see you there next year. We've got a place just for you. So thank you so much. Thanks, Emma, for today. It's been so good. And girls, hopefully we'll see you on the next episode of Braveheart Talks. Thank you.